Welcome to Culture Eats Strategy. Eats Strategy. With your host, entrepreneur Jamie J. Jamie J. On this podcast, we unpack the most powerful, intangible culture. Culture. Culture is way more than a mission statement or words on a wall. It's how a company behaves. It's what informs every decision, action, and reaction. Culture is the invisible hand, the true north that guides every organization. And if you create a legendary culture, you will build a legendary company. A legendary company. Now, here he is, Jamie J. All right, we are back with another episode of Culture Eats Strategy with yours truly, Jamie J. And I'm so stoked. Um, a good friend of mine, Vince Buglisi, is uh, going to be our guest today. We're going to have an awesome conversation about culture within the mastermind, um, which is, uh, if you, you know anything about me, I absolutely, 100% am a huge advocate for masterminds. I think they're fantastic. Um, it's sometimes often lonely uh, being a business leader uh, or a manager or uh, an owner, uh, anything like that, or it's kind of, it's kind of challenging to maybe confide in your staff or your team or, uh, even your family at certain times. And, um, it's nice to have, uh, an area you can go to, uh, a group of peers, um, that will challenge you, but won't judge you. And we'll, we'll be there to kind of help you through tough times and also be there during good times in celebration. And I think that's what's awesome about masterminding. And we're going to talk to Vincent today, who runs his own mastermind. Um, but before I introduce you to Vincent, I do want to let you know that if you are growing in your business, congratulations. And if you're starting feel the, the, the heat, the challenges of your growing, of the scalability, and you're finding yourself maybe being late to meetings or forgetting things or, or just uh, you know, canceling your weekends with your family because you've got to finish that project, well, you might want to consider the possibility of uh, looking at a virtual assistant to help you uh, take a lot of that stuff off of your plate um, to help free you up. Uh, and in the uh, total life freedom, I guess you could say, in, <laughs> in the words of Vincent Puglisi here. Um, but you can go and learn more at bottleneck.online. And, and uh, I'm fully transparent. This is indeed my company. And I absolutely love it. I think you will too, because we'll help stop the bottleneck in your business. So again, you can go to bottleneck.online to learn more. And I look forward to chatting with you. Uh, Vincent Puglisi is the owner and founder of Total Life Freedom, an exclusive intimate mastermind of generous entrepreneurs and freelancers building a life of money, time, and location freedom. Vincent is the host of the upcoming podcast, Total Life Freedom, as well as doing keynote speaking and live one-day masterminds throughout the U.S. Vincent and his wife, Elizabeth, homeschool their three sons, often traveling for months at a time to explore, learn, and connect. Um, you can go to totallifefreedom.com. Uh, forward slash F2F book to get a copy of his Freelance to Freedom book. Without any further ado, Vincent, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So, just, so you. Just so you know, in terms of the book, that is a free audiobook if anybody wants it. There's free, no uh, problem. It's awesome. It's the audiobook we recorded for free. It was advice from Seth Godin that told me get the book into as many people's hands as possible. So we recorded the audiobook and I'm just giving it away. So there's no catch to it. So don't need to buy anything. It's there for you. 
That's so fantastic, man. I, I got to meet Seth Godin in a, in a group environment and he is, he is awesome. He doesn't hold any punches. He lets you know exactly what's on his mind, but brilliant seems to continue to emerge from his lips. It's amazing. We had him in January. He, he kicked, we're doing a year long study into his book. This is marketing in our, in our mastermind. So he kicked it off with the, with the opening call in January. And it was funny. The responses we got back were like, we peppered him with questions for an hour. He was not prepared with any of the questions and every answer was just so spot on. So brilliant with stories. I think the people that were in that, that didn't know who he was beforehand. They were like, I am a raving fan after an hour. That's, that's how good he is. It was crazy. It was funny. Yeah, I had asked him a question. I'd like, like, I would love to know how to make my business stand out. Like, how how do I do that? And he goes, Well, what do you do? And I said, Virtual staffing. He goes, So you do this and this and this. And I said, Yeah, pretty much. But you know, we have rock stars. He goes, What the heck's a rock star? You're just like every other one. What's different? Mm. And then he brought up that story about JetBlue, the JetBlue story. Did you hear that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic, and I was like, Oh. Well, now I got to go think of JetBlue's story for, for Bottleneck. <laughs> it's just amazing how he's got the stories that go with the different situations. It's like, and it just shows, you know, he does a daily blog. He does all these presentations. And when you put it all together, you can have an example for each question that's answered to you. It's just, it, he shows the right way how to do it. And, and the thing about him is he's such a generous guy. Like even when our book was published, he literally had a live event, held it up. And he said, Vincent, tell us about your book. There was no prompting. He just did it. And I said, I'm not here for that. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I'm just trying to get you some product placement. It's all being filmed. I'm like, that's generosity with no expectation is what that's he's done. Fantastic. I think that's why so many people just love what he does. Dude. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, I'm going to segue into a little bit more about you. I wonder if maybe you can tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to and what you're doing. I have several questions regarding culture within the mastermind. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, we met in a mastermind and, and masterminding was something that I never even knew about until three or four years ago. It wasn't yeah. something, you know, so I was a photographer 20 something years ago. You know, we, we photographed the blues game together. At least. Oh, the beginning that of was so awesome, man. Thank you for giving me one of the truest highlights ever. That was fantastic. Just, just so that the listeners know, Vincent is an amazing photographer. Amazing. It, you, the picture of Sidney Crosby when he won the Stanley Cup holding it up. I mean, that was Vincent's picture. It, it, I mean, it, it goes on and on from there. Didn't you do something uh, for Tom Brady for, uh, what was it? You had a big football picture or something that someone loved. I'm trying to think if there was, I photographed Brady. I thought there was a jinx. I thought I had a jinx against him because they had never won a Super Bowl unless I had photographed one of their playoff or Super Bowls until this year. So he broke my jinx. I didn't oh. photograph this year and they won. So I'm like, oh, it's not about me, I guess. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't remember the story. You're, like I photographed the Flategate game. I photographed, you know, a couple of their Super Bowls. And there's, there's all different stories that go with it, but I don't remember yeah, specific. it's almost like it's something like Tim Ferriss or something posted a picture. Or oh something. yeah, Tim. Ferriss. That's right. That's right. It was Belichick. It was uh oh we Belichick. Became, yeah, we became friends with Tim's assistant Donna. It was, it was fantastic, and he he must have posted somewhere about he's looking for a picture of Bill Belichick for his TEDx speech. And this is like the power of a network, right? And I try yeah. to teach all the time, like building a network, you know, with 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 generosity. And so he posted that, and I I messaged her and I said, hey, I got a picture of him when he won the. AFC championship, game, AFC championship game, do you want it? And she was like, oh, just send it in. And they had a consent form. Next thing I know, somebody's like, 
your picture's like on the screen behind Tim Ferriss at the TEDx talk in Vancouver. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> just like, that's just kind of how it, there was no real rhyme or reason to it. It just kind of worked out. So I got a picture of Tim Ferriss with my name behind him with the picture in the background. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That is pretty dang cool, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so you are an incredible uh, photographer and you invited me down. We went to a National Predators game and you said, hey, Jamie, do you have just a second? And I said, well, of course. <laughs> and we raced down and we, then we raced down some more. We went down some more and then we went through the banners or the, the little line off right into while the, uh, the blues were warming up. And I got to take some pictures with your camera. And I remember pressing the, the photo button and went, like, <laughs> and I just, oh, it just, it was amazing. So thank you for that. That was fantastic. <laughs> I wish I could do that more. Just the, the look on your face and see Jamie sitting there just like a kid, like Christmas morning, you know, to be able to like photograph, like, and, and I, I just for everybody listening, I was photographing the game and I brought him down and pregame, I can get somebody down for a few seconds to shoot a little bit. And you just seem just so like, just over the moon to be able to photo. And, and I think that I got you some pictures from that, didn't I? Did oh, I yeah. You? Yeah. Okay. We got so yeah. I, I, I think Shattenkirk was still playing for yes. the Blues yep. then. And yeah. Oh, it was just fantastic. And so oh, I, I can't thank you enough. And my pleasure. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's just the type of person you are. You're, you're okay. amazing. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, Total Life Freedom. Yeah, it came about, you know, I'm kind of a mastermind, okay, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. I've joined all different ones. You know, I've been in with Aaron Walker and Dan Miller, and I'm in one with John Lee Dumas right now. I believe in them, but I'm always kind of looking around. Like, I think I was always, for me, there was, there was always something missing. And there's nothing against anybody's mastermind. But like, I am a certain personality where it's got to kind of, I got to kind of do my own thing. And that's mm -hmm. what I've learned the hard way. It's like, I am not usually a follower. I'm kind of, I guess I'm, you know, even going back to school, you know, the bicentennial when I was five years old, 1976, everybody had to wear red, white, and blue, right? Fourth of July. And I'm like, no, I don't want to wear red, white, and blue. I want to wear my green suit. And everybody's yelling at me like, I'm five. Like you got to wear red, white, and blue. I'm like, I don't want to wear red, white, and blue. So there's the picture of my entire class, everybody, red, white, and me in my green suit. I should have <laughs> known from that moment on, like, I'm not going to be able to follow. So, and that's gone my way my whole life. But like, going to different masterminds. I'm like, I always was looking for something that I didn't have. So I said, all right, well, if you can't join it, make it. And I didn't know anything about running a mastermind. I've, I've, I did some for Larry Hagner, the good dad project. I ran a couple for you know, about a year, but I said, I want to do my own thing and nothing against, they're all great. I just want to do my own thing. And uh, so I started up and called it total life freedom. Cause we were on a three month trip with our family and we were in California by the beach. And one of the guys, Andrew Buckwalter in my group was like, like, dude, you got like total life freedom. I was like, that's a pretty cool name. So I said to my wife, she was going inside to get us sandwiches. And I said, I said, can you check the domain? You, I, I don't know if you're an entrepreneur, you do this all the time. Like you come up with something like, let's just check the domain. And it's never all available. the time. Well, well, it was available. She called me because it's like 1199, like buy it, buy it right now. So we bought the domain and then, you know, the mastermind had already started earlier, you know, about six months earlier than that. So we've been doing it about two years now and we run four different groups and then a group around it. And there's about, 40 to 50 people in there that go back and forth and it's a real tight knit community and, and generosity is a key. Like if you are a selfish, I want to get what I'm not selfish. Like, yeah. Yeah. Selfish too. But if it's just about what you want to get and get in and get some, get results and leave, that's not really what we're building. Even though we want results, we want people that are helping each other. We want people that, like you said in the very beginning, when there are down times that you're going to reach out and you're going to be there because it is lonely. That was my biggest thing in entrepreneurship was like, who do I go to? Can't yeah. talk to my mom. She has no clue about what I'm dealing with. And even my other friends, 
that were struggling. They were all struggling too, and they're on their own anyway. I needed a group of people that not only understood where I was at, but had done a lot of things I wanted to do. And that's why I believed in it. I was like, okay, let's just do our own thing. And the key, like you, I mean, your podcast, it's so much about culture because mastermind is just a generic, it's like a generic word, like a hamburger. It could be a million different ways. They're not all the same. Mm. And it comes down to the culture of it that makes it different. So what is it that makes yours different? We had talked a little bit during our pre-interview discussions and uh, I wish I had recorded some of that, but what is it that, you think, I, let, me, let me rephrase that. We were talking about keeping people in yep. the mastermind, but then, but then people leave. Yep. And, and tell me about how, that, how you feel about that. That's the hardest part because, you know, it turns into a business at that point, right? Yeah. And, and, and what I don't want it to be is too much of a business, even though it is a business, because mm-hmm. it's very personal. This is the hardest part about mastermind. I see it now. It's, it's like every day I see another person starting a mastermind. And I think a lot of people are kind of like scared about that. I'm not, I think it's a great thing. It legitimizes it. The more, the better. But the problem is, you know, people are going to leave. People are going to, there's see, like you said to me, seasons are going to change. And as a mastermind leader, you've got to be able to understand that. You've got to be able to understand that some people are going to be in it and they're going to join up and they want something. They might never leave. And some people are going to come in and things are going to change. Money's going to change, right? The, the dynamic of the group might change, which is the key to me to make sure that the dynamic of the group and the nucleus is what it's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of masterminds that it starts a certain way and it gets to a certain size that all of a sudden it's like, well, what is the purpose of this anymore? Is this about getting bigger or is it about what we really believe in? Mm-hmm. And so keeping people is the hardest part because you get to know these people. And this is like the honest from the heart you know, you get to know them. We're with them every week. And then all of a sudden it's like, I got to go. And it's like, it's not just a business transaction. It's now you got to explain to the other people, this person's not here and you've been diving into their life and then it's done. That's painful. And so it's not just a business thing. Now there's a business component to it, but if there was no business component to it, if there was no personal connection, it'd be so much easier, Mm. but cannot run the mastermind in my perspective, without it being a very personal connection. And I think as long as you do that, there's going to be pain that comes with it because you're losing a person that you care about. You cannot go into a call weekly and dive in and then go back and forth throughout the week in the group and then have them leave and not be personally affected by it. If you say you are, I can't buy it because I, I hurt every time somebody leaves, but you have to go, we move on. And what I try to tell myself is each time somebody leaves, what can I do to make the group better as a whole? So mm-hmm. each person leaving is going to actually make the group better because I need to th- say. Can you give me an example of what, what you may have done before? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, give, you know, go we'll get personally, you know, like we were both in ISI together and I was yep. in it with, 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 you know, John Vandermeulen was in my, ma- he was in both of them and he left. Yeah. You know, John, he left my mastermind because the other mastermind had a retreat. I didn't have a retreat. I was like, Oh, okay. And, and I hated to lose him because he was great. And when he left, I said, well, guess what? It's time to start doing a retreat. We've been talking about it. This was the push that I needed. So literally that day, we planned our first retreat, which was, which was last May. And now we do two a year for it, which weren't happening before. And the craziest part about John is two months ago, he came back to me because I want to come back. I said, oh Absolutely. my gosh. Yeah, so he, and he's on fire. Like the last month has been the best. And you know, shout out John Vandermeule. Like he's crushing it now. And I think that just goes to when you have real authentic relationships, and it's not 
it's not selling. Like I offered him a spot once or twice before because I felt like, you know, from what I had talked to him about, he needed it. He could use it, but he wasn't ready. And that's cool. But right. I want, you know, our friend Jamie Slingland said something great. And I kind of stole it a little bit from him. He doesn't even know this. I said, he just said to me, we were in, on vacation in Florida. He goes, I just want to hang out with cool people. It was real simple. I said, that's kind of what I want too. I, that's what I want. I want. I don't want prima donnas. I don't want, you know, rock stars. You know, I, I had a, I had a, give a story that when I was in photography and I won't curse on your show, but mm-hmm. we were in photography and we were just in the beginning stages and somebody hired us and they could have hired a rock star. And I knew who they could have hired. I said, why'd you hire us? You could have got them. And they said, we work with them. We know they do great work, but they were a-holes and we don't need any brilliant. A-holes. That's what they said to us. I was like, Oh wow. Beautiful. You know, I was like, we don't, we don't need any brilliant jerks. So I kind of feel the same way. I want people that are driven, that are generous, that are helpful. And so you have, as Seth Godin talked about the edges, when you know your edges, you know who fits and who doesn't fit. And yeah. this is not for you if, it's, if you don't fit in there. So it really like that. helps the culture. I like that. Total life freedom. We don't need no brilliant jerks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I, and I, put, I should put that on there because I think it'd be funny. And I, would, <laughs> I, I totally believe that. Well, that's fantastic. Well, see, that's the neat thing too because there's – yeah, it's, it's tough to feel like if you leave an organization like that, you're letting somebody down. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, personally speaking, that, that's how I was feeling, that I was, le- that I was letting someone down. Um, how do you create a culture in such a way that it doesn't make somebody feel like they're letting, letting you down? Uh, like it's, it's okay for them to leave. Because it's not about – it's not about me. I think it's very selfish. If somebody felt left down, let down because they left my group, that's about me and not about you. Mm. And that's not right. If, if, if somebody leaves because they can't afford it or it's just not for them anymore, they can't make the calls anymore or they're not getting the value, that's not about me. My job is to make the culture as good as possible that they don't want to leave, not to make them feel bad for leaving. So I don't, you know, I'd say it, you know, it's just like if somebody left me, they're not letting me down. They, I mean, maybe they're letting themselves down if they're quitting. If they know they need the push and they don't want the push anymore because it's easier to not get the push. Mm-hmm. Now that's possibly letting themselves down. Possibly. Yeah, that's one of the things. Sure. Or maybe they found a group that works better. Who knows? Who am I to say that this is the be all end all of anybody, right? It's not, yeah. you know, I'm not arrogant like that to think this is but i know we put our heart and soul into this and you know yeah of course you could feel like what i said earlier somebody leaves it's like oh it's a disappointment to me because now maybe i feel like i'm letting the other people down that's what i feel i feel like if you're in my mastermind you leave i need to feel now i might feel like oh the other people might feel bad because jamie's not here anymore that's how i would feel it's not about me i don't feel like you'd let me down i have to my job is to now say how do i make the replacement for Jamie better so that they're not getting less value. I'd love that. So what I, what I immediately think of when you say something like that is, okay, I don't want it to be about me. Um, I, I check my ego at the door kind of thing. So how do I make life, how do I make life or culture better moving forward? I love that. So what are some of the things, what you said earlier, you, you, you added the retreats. I think yep. that's fantastic. How are you communicating to the 
mastermind members um, to keep this because I think there's like almost like a new, a freshness thing that kind of keeps coming in and you, you don't want things to get old and mm -hmm. ordinary. You want them to continue to be extraordinary and fresh. Yep. What are you doing to instill a fresh culture? That's a great question because I think I'm really good at changing things around. Like, I mean, I go back to my childhood, like I couldn't have my bedroom looking a certain way for more than six months. We're like, Oh, I gotta move this here. I think a lot yeah. of people are afraid of change. I am not. Aside from my wife and kids, I like change in every other area of my life, right? Yeah. It's like, I, I just like doing things different. I like, okay, now we're doing this just like for now with our group. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, we're going to do a theme for the month, which we haven't done. So we're going to do theme months. We're going to dive into a certain topic for that month, and we're going to go into like certain, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, depending on what everybody's looking for. So I get their pulse of what they're struggling with, what they want to grow with. And then, so we do niche calls within our mastermind outside of the, outside of the individual groups. So if we're looking, for instance, VAs, because we were just talking about you, right? On my mastermind call right before we started here, because I'm like, I'm doing a call with Jamie J and like, oh, he, because we were talking about VAs. So oh, like, no way. <laughs> yeah, it was really ironic because it was like 20 minutes ago. Um, but okay, is there a topic that we need to discuss as a group? Is there something is, you know, whether it's finances or it's your email list or it's, General, whatever it is, what do we, I, it, my job is to keep a pulse and to read the room. I think when you can't read the room on what's going on around you, you will lose a lot of your culture. When you mm. got people kind of talking behind, like we need this, but we're not getting that. That's a red flag. So I try to, you know, keep in touch with my people. I try not to make it where it's like, I'm aloof. And I, like, I, I, I'm reaching out to people all the time. I'm having conversations. If I'm driving, I'm calling someone. They're the ones that get my attention. They're the ones that I'll get in the car and I'll call just to see how things are going. Because you want to talk to them anyways. I want to talk. That's why they're there. Yeah. That's why, and that's why I think for me, you know, at a certain number, it gets too much. Yep. A certain amount of people, it gets too much because I honestly cannot put that much time and energy and emotion into that many people. That's why we're building a membership site underneath this where we can get a lot of the content to people but can't get my time with that because I can't do that for that many people. So right. well, the mastermind is a certain number of people and then everybody else can be in the membership. And then the people in the membership, when they show the grit and the determination and the generosity, they'll be the ones invited when the spot opens up in the mastermind. So that's my, that's our vision and plan with this. I think that's fantastic. How do people learn more about reaching out to you and getting in touch with you? Uh, the website, totallifefreedom.com is pretty much the only place I'm not, I'm not really doing anything on social media. We don't, I don't, you know, the podcast will be coming out. I mean, but I don't know when this goes live, but it'll be coming out within the next couple of weeks, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm thinking it's going to be a daily podcast, like a five to 10 minute clip a day story information, um, Q and a type of stuff. But yeah, totallifefreedom.com. My email's on there. Vincent at freelance .com. I love getting emails from people. If anybody has any questions. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Is, is there anything else that you'd like to say before we kind of wrap this episode? Like anything that if someone's on the fence, maybe thinking about, uh, you know, what, what makes you different, what, you know, maybe what your culture is or, or why, why even consider a mastermind? I'm not here to sell a mastermind. I'm really not. Like, no, but I think this is important. I really do. And I, I don't want you to go from a point of selling. I want yeah. you to go from a point of education. Because for me, mastermind, um, you know, I'm involved in, in a mastermind group right now. And it was just before this call, as a matter of fact. And um, 
they helped me out so much today with some of the challenges I'm facing. It's, um, it's, I don't want it to be about sales. I, want, yeah, I just want it to be why masterminds. It, it's, it's so vital. And, and, and it, it has changed my life. You know, I've been in masterminds now for about four years now. And I mean, even the idea of the audio book, the free audio book, it came from the mastermind with John Lee Dumas, where he, he suggested that to me. Hadn't thought of it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give the book away for free. So counterculture to what everybody might tell me. Well, it's amazing what's going on. It's all these people are downloading it. They're reaching out to me. They're getting the message. They're, they're actually being impacted by the book. They might not have went out and bought the book. They just might not have. But you make it available for free, they might read it. Everybody's like, oh, they won't care if they don't pay. I don't really buy that with this, with a book, because they're reading it and they're getting a lot out of it. And if that can help people and that can get the message out and then we could stay connected, it's a beautiful thing. But the mastermind, I mean, I would say every great thing business-wise that's happened in my life in the last four years, from meeting Kyle Schultz in our mastermind and doing our sports course together to just it came from mastermind conversations. We, we did a one-day mastermind in, in San Diego with our group back in around social media marketing world. And we had a conversation about like the bar down the street was you know, $13 a drink. And then the one over here is $2 a drink, right? And I'm like, just a different conversations going on there. I can go to a local coffee shop and just talk to anybody and get advice on anything. Mm-hmm. And, and it might be worth what I pay for. But when you get around high-level people, there's a reason why people go to Yale. They don't go for the education. They go for the connections. No, when you get into a mastermind where you have all these people doing all these different business things and they're growing and their growth mindset and you can be in a room with them for an hour or two at a time and they can help you solve your problems. There has been nothing that has elevated my, our business life more than that. Because as you know, when, when we met, I was strictly a photographer. Mm-hmm. That's where I made my money. Time for money shooting. Now we've pretty much essentially, unless I'm shooting for fun, I don't do anything on a sign anymore. This has taken over. And it's only because of what I've learned from being in it that I was able to create my own. And now, like we talked about, speaking, everything's on the table because of it. So mm-hmm. I am, you know, if, if, if John Lee Dumas tomorrow said the mastermind's ending, I'd have to go find another one the next day or that day because I need, I need to be in one just to have people that are doing what I'm not doing to call me out on my BS and say, get this done. Or have you thought about this? No, I've not thought about that because nobody brought that up to me. And I need people of high level doing that for me. I love it. I love it. Last thing, any special shout outs to anyone that's done something amazing for you lately? Oh, that's great. That's a great question. I wasn't prepared for it either because there's so many. Andy Storch, who we just talked about. Andy Storch, if you guys haven't met him, he's got the Andy Storch show and he's got uh, the Talent Development Podcast. Yeah, he was on a couple episodes ago. Oh, wonderful. Andy is such a generous guy. And, and just right now, right before we start the call, he made an introduction, a, a pilot that he met, and he's like, you two need to meet. And I love being a connector and mm. I love being around connectors because it's just such a generous heart. It's just, as opposed to thinking, what does he need to get? He's constantly thinking, who can I help or who can I connect together? So, um, yeah, Andy Storch, you're my shout out. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to say? I just want to thank you. It's so great to see you again. I know. We've got to meet up for a hockey game next year. Now that both of your teams have won the Stanley Cup, (laughs) you can get rid of your hockey angst. Now you can come over and root for the Rangers so we can get our cut back. Uh, I could do that. I could do that. You're still going to root for the Capitals. I know you're still going to root for the Capitals. 
<laughs> Maybe we can go to a Caps Rangers game. That'd be fun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Vincent. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks, you're, you're just yeah, thanks for the friendship. Uh, and we've known each other for a couple of years now, and it's just been fantastic knowing you. So thanks for taking you. the time to stop by. You got it, brother. Be good. All right. Hold on one second. We'll wrap up here. My name is Jamie J. Uh, this has been another episode of Culture Eat Strategy. TotalLifeFreedom.com. Uh, Vincent Puglisi. I cannot recommend enough. If you ever get the chance to talk to Vincent, highly recommend it. You'll leave with a smile on your face. Uh, he's just a ball of energy, just a freaking global size heart and uh, all around amazing person, great family and, and kids. I even had his kids assign his book That's uh, right. for us. That was fantastic. It was a fun time uh, when they came through uh, Springfield here in Missouri. Um, so again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Go to iTunes, leave us a rating review. If it's not a five star, I don't care. I want to know what's happening so I can make it better. Seriously. Uh, thank you so much for that. I remember again, if you are uh, finding yourself uh, as a bottleneck in your own business, go to bottleneck.online to learn more about our virtual assistant services. And uh, go check out totallifefreedom.com forward slash F2F book. Uh, where you'll get the free audio recording that uh, Vincent has done that he learned from in a mastermind group. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, have a fantastic day. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you during the next episode. Bye for now.